Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On Trot's Life, it's time for Wednesdays with Wombat with Jason Bonington and Toby McKinnon. Welcome back to Trot's Life and it's just Toby McKinnon and I'm joined now by Johnny Cowdo and I ask all this of my guest Johnny, how are you and where are you today? Yeah, no, good, thank you. Toby, I'm, uh, I just finished work, just got home for lunch and been to go trots tonight. Yeah, I hope you got your feet up because I plan to extend this out for a good half an hour and go through a hell of a lot. We were at Geelong the other night and... I sort of asked you a question, who would you have driven the most winners for apart from Marie? And, and you weren't sure, and I wasn't sure, and Chris Nocio was there. He thought it was Bruce Morgan, and, and it was Bruce Morgan. He came in second at uh, 3.35, just ahead of Jack at 3.29. Okay, well, you know, look at, look at, yeah, well, that's great. You know, Bruce, is, um, he was a great, he's always been a great supporter of mine, and um, we've been, actually just been really good friends. And, yeah, I started driving for him when, well, when, very early in your driving career, so um, and to we ended up to this day, so um, yeah, it was good. Bruce always, um, he always had a great horse in the stable, and we always sort of we thought that that you know, he always trained at least 20 30 winners a year, so um, yeah, it's been been good to be um, associated with Bruce, it's good. Yeah, we had him actually on it uh, earlier in the show, and he, he spoke uh, glowingly of you, so you'll have to go back and and listen to some of the things he had to say. And I thought we might bury back down, right back down in your, in, throughout your career and go through a few yeah. things. And someone described to me that of all the people in the sport, you can drive for the Montagues in one race and the Capulets in another. And I'm not sure you're a Shakespeare buff, but it's a, it's a great dis- description of yourself because you've driven for 457 trainers across the journey, which is a hell of a lot of people. And, I just want to get an insight into what's made you the person that you are today. Well, <laughs> well you know, just, yeah, thinking about that, it, it is it is great to be, um, yeah, to basically to, to to drive for so many guys. But um, yeah, look, it started well. Obviously, we started when I was younger, and then um, yeah, it's just, it's just a, it's a thing about getting association. I think you know, like a, you know, and um, I've always. Um, for whoever I've driven for, or whatever, you always just try and do your best, and sometimes it doesn't work out that well. But um, you know, like if you if you can get an association and 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 be be truthful and and upfront with the person you're with, you, you, you it's, it comes down to obviously respect, and um, you know, and it's nice to know that um, I have a lot of that out there. Oh, you certainly do, Johnny, and I think we'll go back to probably one of the biggest things in your whole life, I suppose, was, was a car accident on the way to Mildura that I don't think you're involved in, but tragically, uh, your brother Peter, who, who you adored and idolised, was killed in that accident. Your dad, uh, Jack, was badly injured, and I think you were age 13, and, and your whole world was basically tipped on its head. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, yeah I was home, and um, yeah, um, Dad and Peter, they were going to the trust to Mildura, and unfortunately, it was a car accident, and 
credit died and, and dad was he was in and out of hospital for probably a good 12 to 18 months after that so um yeah at the time we we um we were in chuka and it was the 250 acres we had in chuka and we we're always averaging around 20 25 horses in work and uh yeah it, it was certainly a, a life changer for me so I, I um i just bit the bullet and, and wanted to keep things going and you know obviously most of the horses swat straight out got out of the stable but we always kept work. I was always working around a dozen, and and I had a lot of help for a lot of guys around the Chuka. And and uh, yeah, I was young. I was I was basically as I say, I was thirteen, and and I left school as well, and um, just to try and keep things going. And and um, you know, yeah, it's nice to um, just to think that um, uh, you know, well, whether they've done a great job or not, but um, you know, we, we kept things going. You know, you know. I just. I just think that it, like this interview in itself and to be able to still talk about Peter and and the legacy he left to you, I suppose, and what he taught you in his short life. And I think, Johnny, you should be just absolutely proud of everything you've done and, and I'm sure Peter would be so proud of you. Yeah, I'd like to think so. You know, it's, it's, all I could basically remember as a kid was, was following him around and when Peter was driving, I was always just, um, yeah, just the one, a 90 probably, you know, just running behind him and... Um, yeah, and obviously when all this happened, it was it was it was uh, yeah, it was still still sad now. It was sad at the time, and um, yeah, but um, you know you it's, you've got to you've, you've got to keep going, and um, that's what I did, you know. And uh, at 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 a point, you know, you started driving, and uh, at that point. In, in harness racing, there were some big names, Teddy Demler, who I know you were associated with, Vinnie Knight, Brian Gath. And then there was this, this little group of three came through, I suppose you'd say, Gavin Lang, Chris Alford, and Johnny Cowder as well. And yep. the three of you, in one way or another, pretty much dominated the sport with, with Karen Manning coming on board as well over a 20-year period. And the way you looked up to probably be Gath and Ted Demler and and Vinnie Knight is the way a lot of these bikes like a Mick Bellman and a Grant Campbell and a Karen Manning and, and a James Herbertson have looked up to you uh, uh, since, since you know, over the last 20 years. Yeah, well, it, it'd be nice to think that, you know. It's, um, it's my first, my, I think I was 13, may have been 14, and, and my first training winner, um, Teddy drove it for me. It was at Wangaro, I'll never forget it. And um, yeah. yeah, and I was like, I just idolised him, and, and Ted drove it for me, and and she won, and yeah, it was wrapped, you know. And as I said, um, yeah, B Gaff and all, all Vinny. I in the end, of my younger days, Vinny always had uh, like oh, well, he always had three or four horses in, in the race, especially the good races, and. And uh, you know, and and he was putting me on. I was driving all called Alan Grant for like, in the Victorian Cup for him, and I was only young. And just to be able to be to, to drive for Vinny was just just amazing. And uh, yeah. yeah, I certainly certainly learnt a lot as well. Very quickly, obviously. Um, yeah, and of course, Gavin and well, Chris and I grow up together. We're the same age, and, and Gav was was a bit older than us. But um, again, Gav was really good mates with with Peter and and. So it's nice with thinking back. He, he took me under his wing, I, I guess, you know, fair bit. He, he, looked, he looked after me and showed me the right way. And, and, um, and then when I re- moved down to Melton, we, we actually just become really good mates, you know. And then, um, yeah, it, it just developed from there. So it was really good. Yeah, a lovely way to remember. Like, so effectively, you're saying, in a way, Gavin almost filled that 
that that void of of an older brother figure to you at the time? Yeah, I think so. Looking back now, yeah, you probably wouldn't have, I wouldn't have realised at the time, but um, looking back now, he obviously um, yeah, especially on his YouTube, he used to call him and um, yeah, he sort of I think he obviously just kept an eye on me basically, made sure I was going the right way obviously, and and um, yeah, so. Um, Looking back now, and then obviously, then when I moved down to Chuka, uh, to Melton, he um, um, just just helped me out a lot, lot of things I need to know with horses and and you know where to go and what to do and who's the feed man and blah, all the sort of stuff. And he did help me out, and then we just started going to cross together and, and just became a really good mate. So um, yeah, it's 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 it was nice. Yeah. You you might have gone to the footy footy a little bit with him too. I imagine over the journey. I, I've I've had a few people tell me that you got to go to the footy and watch Collingwood with Johnny Cowdo one day because it's an experience. Well, I, I enjoy it. You know, um, <laughs> it, it, it's fun. Gav was a Carlton supporter, so that was pretty funny because we always used to beat Carlton as well. So that oh yeah. Well. <laughs> and um, but uh, yeah, look, look I, I do I do enjoy it now. You know, you know, looking back, you know. Oh, you just work so hard, and you just you just need. I think it's important to just just to have an outlet somewhere, and, and it's just nice to go to footy and, and just do something different. We 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 basically work seven days a week, and and um, mm. you know you, you just you just need a little bit of an outlet there at some stage, just just to um, keep you going, you know. Yeah. Now, c- cutting your teeth as a driver in, in the late eighties was so different to what it is now. The concession claims and Etc. And and I suppose uh, the way things are stewarded now is so much different to how it was back then. And and there's so much assistance for concession drivers. You were racing on small, tight tracks with people like B. Gath. It wouldn't have given you an inch because he would have known you'd take a mile. That must have been an experience cutting your teeth in the late 80s and learning to become a driver. Oh, absolutely, yeah. um, In those days, I um I think I, our junior driving session was around twenty winners and that's the whole lot. So yep. and um I was actually I, I had drove my claim in my first six months of driving. So yeah. yeah. And then straight away I was up with B Gaff and all, all all the boys and um yeah, you know, it's um looking back again now, yeah, you know, it was, they um it was it was probably the hard way, but I think it was the best way. It taught you, you know. Yeah. Um, like the small tracks now, I can get on a small track, and and um, but you know you can mix it with the best, and and um, yeah, it's um, it's something that um, you, um, you it was very very hard, but but now in the long run, it was very good for you. Yeah. These days, I guess you know the junior drivers they they, they get their, their five claim in and, and um, they get a lot of opportunities, which is good for them to keep get them going. But you still got you still need to do your hard yards. You got to um, you know probably the bigger tracks help them a lot better now as well. You don't they don't have to think as much. But um, in in my day, you 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 just couldn't afford to um, uh, you know if if you lost a meter, well that's a race. And um, yep. these days you sort of can. You can gain that meter back now with the bigger tracks, and and if you make a little mistake, you can get away with it. Whereas in the early days, you you just couldn't afford to do that. So um, yeah, it was you know we it might have been the hard way, but I think it was the best way. 
Now, Johnny, take a breather for a minute. We'll get the Bendigo Greyhounds race four and the news in, and we'll be back with you in about three minutes' time. Dream and going forward, Wankira, followed by Pacific Express, then battling Baz Patricia Mary, ready to launch, but down the side and Coterie on the arm, out by five. Plausible Dream in second, then two gears, Pacific Express and Wankira, but in the stretch and Coterie in no danger. Coterie drops up, wins by five, second, Plausible Dream, third in Pacific Express. Bendigo Greyhounds, the five, the winner, Coterie, at a $1.70 and a $1.08. There would have been a group on it. Plausible Dream, second, number seven, and Pacific Express in third, number four. Let's get the news, JD, and we'll come back with Johnny Cowdo and go through a little bit of the 90s and 2000s and his wonderful driving and training career in partnership with Marie. The track you're listening to Trot's Life with Jason Bonington. Welcome back to Trot's Life with Toby McKinnon and we're having a bit of an extended chat with Johnny Cowdo today. And John, next up, I think it's great to come in on a fresh break and talk about a young lady once upon a time who's uh, you saw at the Maryborough Trots and I believe she was in school uniform, but you wouldn't have been much older yourself. Uh, and at the wonderful association you've had with Marie as a, as a training combination and, and a life combination. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, we um, yeah, I picked Marie up in the skill dress. She sort of always says that. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, look, we've been together ever since. So that's we've been married for thirty odd years now. So um, yes, look, she's she you always you always need a rock, and um, she's always been my rock. You know, obviously in in these times that um, yeah, you always you always, it always gets tough and things aren't going your way, and, and um, you know, over over the journeys type of but um. Marie's always been there with me. She's gone through it with me as well. And, um, yeah, for the tough times, we had a lot of great times. We certainly had a lot of tough times as well. So you certainly need um, you need someone with you. And, and uh, fortunate enough, I've got Marie with me. She, I've never seen her not smiling and not happy. She's just got that infectious personality, hasn't she? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Look, she's, she's, she's a gorgeous girl and, um, yeah, she's... She's always smiling and, and happy, and, and um, it's nice to get home after sometimes a pretty ordinary day. And um, you know, but um, she, Marie's always there, and, and there's she always there's always a positive thing about her, and, and uh, yeah, I feel like it keeps you going, you know. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's um, as I said, we've been together most of our life, so <laughs> yeah, it's really good. It's interesting. Like Bruce Morgan spoke, I remember at the Gordon Rothigan Medal, and he spoke of Val. And for all intents and purposes, he probably said the exact same thing you just said about Marie. And they were an auntie and uncle probably to you in a sense and to so many people through harness racing. And now you probably don't even see it or or have a chance to stop and reflect on it. But you and Marie have been that to a lot of people that have come through in, into the sport as well. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice to um, to think that way. You know, I said like yeah. a lot of people. Um, yeah, they go past. We're always together. Always, you know, it's, everything's. Well, we try and keep everything pretty happy and 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 way peaceful and way we go type of stuff. But um, yeah, it's nice that people um, can look over and, and um, yeah and, and just a uh, bit of a smile and, and and hope that they think that um, they can have what we have. Now, um, next into the into the nineties, you went as a driver, and like you sort of people don't really sit down and take note of these stats. But over a twelve-year period from nineteen ninety-one to two thousand and three, you're in the top ten drivers in, in Australia, and, 
and you know regularly driving between 100 and 238 winners in 98 99 the hours on the road and to multiple meetings on the same day like it was a big effort over 12 years surely yeah well yeah well it's it's something it's an adrenaline thing i guess you know the the more winners you get the that well obviously it, it, you're doing the hard yards but it just seems to come easy for you so um and and yeah things are really successful we're going really well and I was hence to move probably moving from Echuca to Melton. I was just doing way too much travelling, and um, yep. that was that was the, was the reason we came came this way, knowing that um, you know it, it, that this is where you had to be uh, to be successful. And, and uh, yeah, so so it's a great decision. Yeah. And along that journey, uh, I found nineteen Group One wins. It might be more than that. Both paces yeah. and trotters and. I think we started this talking about how you you're not really associated with one particular stable, and you've you've won Group Ones with for Jane Davies, for Marie, for Shane Gallagher, for Bruce Morgan, for Julian Job, Gareth Dixon, John Hallam, Emma Stewart, uh, uh, and Tim Butt. Uh, you know, there's a big list of these trainers that you've won Group Ones with. Yeah, look, so I've I, I've never been fortunate enough to actually be the number one driver for for a leading such stable. But in saying that, I've always been I've always driven for them, and 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 most of the time their second or third stringers are, are as good as the first one. Anyway, you just got to have a little bit more luck. So so hence the, the, the being able to to drive all those Group One winners and to drive for leading stables it, um, throughout the, my career. It's, it's it's um, yeah, it, it's nice. It's very rewarding. Yeah. And, and I mean, like with all due respect to an Emma Stewart, but to win to win a Group One for a bloke like John Hallam with Whipperfell, like absolute, must be amazing feeling to do that for that little guy. Just that, no different, I imagine, to the big trainer either, in, in a sense of the level, but just just the difference in doing it for that person and know that that may be their only one and only group one, and to be there in the cart and to deliver that for it must be an amazing feeling. It is, you know, and um, well, obviously she was a hundred one that that night as well at Mini <laughs> yep. Valley, and yep. um, she got that three or four percent and and got the runs, but um, yeah. And what you say is right, you know. So you, you can win Group Ones for the, for those type of guys, or you know, even just winning it, just winning a, a maiden race somewhere in the country. Um, it's 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 you can just see the smile on their face and the reward, and and for for their effort as well. Like they're they're getting up and, and doing all the work as well. And yes, they mightn't have the numbers and and the better quality horses, but to be able to win for them. And um, knowing the satisfaction and knowing how happy they are, it, it's it's really good. It's, you, you drive home, it's, it's always um, it's just nice knowing that um, you're helping out guys as well. You know, um, they're they're putting you on, but um, you know they they're just you, you just always trying to do the right thing for them. And um, yeah, so that's really good. And, and a little association, and you touched on it before. Like Chris Alford was always the number one driver for for Noel Alexander and Jane Davies, and. Interestingly, you drove 109 winners for Jane and Noel across the journey, including yep. TaylorMade Lombo, Golden Rain, and Sabella. You know, some really <laughs> magical horses. And that was uh, probably your biggest association as far as being the number two driver behind Chris, who who did choose the wrong one on, a, on an occasion. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Look, yeah, and when Noel and Jane and, and, and they had a really big team and they were really fine and, 
and obviously they had so many good horses. Chris could he couldn't couldn't drive them all anyway, and and I was I was able to to get the second second pick. So sometimes over the first pick, sort of um, Chris just had to go go the other way. And, uh, so like I drove dog um, Taylor May Lombie as a two year old, and she was just super. And then um, Golden Rain, um, I think he came off fifty metres and won the Cranbourne Cup on him, and. Um, you know, I could go through all Knowles and Jane's also. Blue Eagle was as probably as fast as also ever driven. He was just sensational, you know. So, um, yeah, it was, it was, and through that through that period of time as well, you know, getting on them good horses and knowing what good horses and 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 how good they are to drive, it, it just sort of it does does help you in the long run. Just just knowing the quality and what what how good they have to be. Four hundred and ninety-five winners at Mooney Valley, John, and and a double at King Island. Yes, there was actually <laughs> there was the King Island Cup. I won the King Island Cup. Yeah, we, we was a promotion. Few of us drivers went over to King Island, and um, yeah, they, they just put on a couple of races for us. And I and I actually got a drive in the King Island Cup as well, and and, and got the cash. So yeah, it was it was a probably it was yeah it was a funny it was just a once off, but it was pretty funny. We we flew over and flew into King Island for the night, and um, it was good. We had a great time. They looked after us really well. By, by we, can you remember who else was on that trip? Uh, well, normally, normally it was the normal ones. Normally, um, Gav was with Chris was there, um, and then um, yeah, I, I really couldn't remember. I remember now coming back, but um, the normal crew always. We always used to go to Port Perry was another one. David Murphy would always come with us, and um, yeah, Port Perry is another good one where we always used to have our drivers' invitations. So um, yeah, in King Island as well. Yeah, so uh, we, we could probably fill another show uh, in a different time slot, I'd imagine, with some of the shenanigans and fun that was being have on, had on some of those trips. <laughs> well, as you say, it's nice. You know, you work hard, and, and um, it's, it's sometimes it's just nice and rewarding. To, you know, those, those trips, they're just fun trips. And, and again, yeah. you, you, you run, you're meeting up with people who um, only only have... You know, the small amount of horses, and and they and they just a lot of them are just hobbyists. But um, for us guys to go over and, and meet them and, and catch up, and even just have a beer late after it, um, you know, it, it was it was just really nice. I'm sure that they appreciated, and they, they obviously didn't realize we, we appreciated probably more than them because we we enjoyed yeah. their company just as much. And it was just nice to, um, yeah, a lot of times it's just nice to kick back and um, take a break. Yeah, and, and just listen to other people's their stories instead of us being. Elvis Gelder every every day in the car or the trots. It's just nice to listen to um, other things and and uh, yeah. So so those those trips are really good. Now Jack trained three hundred and twenty nine winners. You actually trained eighty five winners, which is uh, probably a little known fact. And Marie eight thirty eight. It adds up to twelve hundred and fifty one wins. And I know you know they weren't all in your name, and and it's a, it was a partnership obviously with your dad over a long period, and, and now a partnership with Marie. But geez, you've had a lot of good horses and a lot of really good mares and of course Noah Rama comes to mind and some trotters like Lord of the Gym you've had a lot of success as trainers which which not a lot of people think cow those trainers you know we all think of you as the driver probably before the trainer but 1,251 winnings is a, is a lot of wins yeah yeah it is, it is so we've had a lot of great horses go through and and uh, as at the start dad learned his name and then um I, I put him in my name for I think it might have been twelve months, eighteen months, but um, it, it was more of a business decision. We just yeah. felt that um, in my name I couldn't couldn't get the pick of the 
the drives and and um, and Marie was there as well. She was working just as much as all of us anyway. So she she's there every morning and she was doing all the bookwork. So it just it was common sense to put him in her name and, and then I was able to to drive whichever horse uh, whichever was the better horse on the night to, to drive or, or give me the best opportunity to, to drive the best horse. So that was the main reason I sort of, I took him out of, uh, out of my name and, and Marie's, you know, she, yeah. she, she, deserved, she deserved to be in her name anyway. She was just there just as much as anyone. So, yeah, and getting back to the horse, Noel, um, she was just super. She was probably as good as probably the best horse we've had, really. And um, she was a mayor of the year and she made the Inter Dominions and um, she was just super. She had high speed and she was just a great horse. And, um, as I say, getting back to the trotters and um, Lord of Jimmy is a great horse. Just Gore has won a Group One as well, and um, he won two, did he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you know, and, and we he he actually we took him to New Zealand as well for the Road Cup, and uh, yeah, we've been been really lucky, Will. Yeah, pretty good. Now, um, before we finish up, we better touch on the couple you got in tonight and. Uh, firstly, race eight, number seven. Is it wrong to be excited about this horse? Well, uh, yeah, look, yeah, tonight's probably not his night. He's drawn seven in a pretty handy race, but um, and he's only a three-year-old. He's came down from the Jura, and um, it's took him a while to settle in, I think. But I'm really happy with the way he's going, but working at home. But, um, you know, this, the, the ranking system, the handicapping system hasn't really suited a three-year-old like him. He's, come, he's got to come back and race the older horses, so... It'll tough him up eventually, but um, tonight probably not his night. But um, he's, he's a horse to follow. I think he'll um, he'll make it eventually. Yeah. And in the last, and I'm reluctant to ask this question, I think, but this horse is owned basically by your family. I think it's Marie and Matt and Lauren, and you named it Our Kinky Boots, which I, I I'm reluctant to ask the question. <laughs> <laughs> no, all the naming goes down to Marie. She loves it. So as soon as they're born, she 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 finds names for them. But um, our kinky boots is out of a good mare we had called Lorpa, and and um, I think it may have been one of her songs. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think it's one of her songs that too where it come about. But um, yeah, so a bit of luck she gets a chance tonight. She's she's been going pretty good. She's without drawing really well, but tonight she's drawn three, so she's. Um, She's going to be in the firing line, and, and uh, she, she's she's got, she's a good chance tonight. And I, I suppose we'll finish off on probably what are your greatest achievements, and that's Matt and, and Lauren. Absolutely, yeah. Like the kids, the kids have, that's getting back to Marie being so good early because I was so busy early. But um, yeah, yeah. Look, they've grown they've grown up now, and um, they're, they're good kids. Um, Matt's a lawyer. He's he's in the city, and. Um, and he works really hard. And, and Lauren, she's a crime school teacher here in Melton. And, and uh, yeah, look, couldn't be more proud of, of, of both of them. They're, um, they're really good kids. They've been great. And, um, yeah, it's always good to catch up. All right, Johnny. Uh, I've done I've done enough. I've done enough of uh, dragging you back through the mud. And thanks for giving us half an hour of your time. 3,856 wins for 457 trainers at 58 tracks. And Mooney Valley was your most successful track. So thanks very much for coming on, John. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you. There's Johnny Catters. We'll get to the next, the fifth at Bendigo, JD. Uh, number three, the favourite, Little Winnie.
followed by Colquhoun, Vincent, then came Galilahi. Next of all is Innocent Gem, one ombre. Out the back, Deputy Sam down the side. Colquhoun, Freya held the front. The favourite little Winnie coming at it on the outside. Gap away to Colquhoun, Vincent over on the inside of Dara Dawn. Then came Deputy Sam on the bend. Colquhoun, Freya joined by little Winnie. Little Winnie went to the league. Colquhoun, Freya kicked back. Colquhoun, Freya, I'd say. It's pretty tight with little Winnie. Rushing home, Colquhoun, Vincent. Dara Dawn was close up. Followed by Deputy Sam, Innocent Gem. And a one on break is going to be one of the last. Race five at Bendigo. It wasn't the uh, Garrard's Horse and Hound uh, no. Greyhound race. And it's a photo for first. The two has run third, Culkin Vincent. And because uh, you and I were busy, and the one has got it, Culquin Freya, defeating three little Winnie mm. into second spot, the favourite. Garrard's Horse and Hound, JD. Stocking the largest range in, at the best prices, Tobes. Visit horseandhound.com.au. And we'll come back and wrap things up on the other side of this. Beautiful.